0: Hey everyone, how's it going? I hope everyone's doing uh, beautiful. Um, it is a Tuesday night and I'm actually excited. Um, I have a, I would say this is a different guest and I'm going to say that because it's it, a person that's in my field, right? So I feel more relative, maybe like I, I feel. I can have a, a way more deeper conversation about marketing um, in this podcast, and I really want to go into um, a lot of things. So, podcast number eight. It's literally eight forty one p.m. right now, and I actually cannot wait to start today. I have Henry. I'm gonna. Um, hey, I'm gonna let him uh, explain exactly what he does um, and things like that. So, if you don't mind, just yeah, just look introduce yourself and just exactly what you do.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the on the podcast. It's, it's super cool to be here. Um, love what you're doing with all your content. Um, so, yeah, basically, I've been in the marketing space since I used marketing for my own business since 2016, so late 2016, um, and I sort of fell into it because I had this idea for a business at that time, and I realized that I needed a way to get clients. So the the natural progression was to actually learn how do I get clients. And that is essentially the process of marketing and advertising and, and all that sort of good stuff. Um and then that led me up to what I'm doing now, which is done with you consulting for gym owners and fitness professionals. So we help um, you know, gym owners set up a good marketing uh, system so they can generate clients, actually learn how to close the clients and keep them long, long, term. So they're building profitable, uh, businesses for themselves and for their families. So that's in a nutshell what I do.
0: Beautiful. So you're a pretty niche business, right? Like are you mainly only gyms?
1: Yeah. Uh, did you say gyms? Gyms? Yeah. Right. Gyms. Yeah. Yeah. Only gyms. So we don't work with anyone else. Um, and that's cool. because I've been in the fitness industry since 2012. Um, oh, wow. So I have a lot of experience and in sort of insider knowledge around, you know, how their businesses work, how they package their offers, all that sort of good stuff, um, which makes it easy to for me to relate to those people. So it, it sort of, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Mm. So, so when you started, so you owned the gym at the start, did you? And then you tried to help yourself did that did the marketing was the marketing working when you had the gym or did it work amazingly and you were like you know what i can i can help way more gyms not myself but way way more people like is that how it started like how did it start exactly when did the first idea come to your head when you actually wanted to get into marketing
1: well i guess it was a skill set that I knew people value because if you have the ability to generate clients at will, you don't have to worry about money ever again because you essentially know how to generate money at will if, you, if you're if you good at fulfilling client demands. So if you know how to fulfill the service, that's half the battle. The other half is actually getting the client. Um, I'm just trying to just re-remember re- your question. So how did how did I get into it? Like, it worked straight away for me. Like, the, the, the results were insane. Um, and I actually didn't start on Facebook. I started with Google. Um, and the results were insane, like, literally, like, amazing. I was just blown away at how well it worked. Um, and then I thought, you know what, a lot of... People don't know how to do this. This is a valuable skill, and so I started to build a business around it. And now we are like I've got a business partner now, and we are where we are and growing.
0: I love that. Did you? So what happened to the gym then?
1: So we had. Uh, I started a, a personal training business um, where we did wow. mobile personal training and we go around to people's homes. Um, so that is still operating, and we have contractors that fulfil the, the sessions. Um, but we have control over it because we can, like I said, generate clients when we want to um, and have the ability to scale when we want to as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where that's at.
0: Cool. I want to – okay, so to be honest with you, like when I first asked you, Henry, like would you – this would be amazing if you can join me on this one um, because I want to kind of – I want to get into the marketing side of it. And the one thing I'm worried about is there are a lot of people that are on social media um, and they're kind of worried about giving out too much information up front because obviously they would like people to convert into clients. You know, you know what I mean? So... Like the, the main point I want to get into this, like in this podcast, the main, the main thing I want to talk about is strategies, not only general, but for the gyms as well and what kind of best methods work. Now, when you look at whether it's personal trainers or gyms right now, what's the one thing do you think that they should supposed to be doing but are not actually doing?
1: I think the one thing that they're not doing is they're post they're not posting valuable organic content. So I think a lot of facility owners and business owners in the fitness space and any space really don't know how to utilize organic content marketing well um, and I happen to have e- extremely good mentors that have taught me how to use organic marketing for like I'm all our business right now is just generated through organic. Um, we do a little bit of paid ads but people are too, too – too sort of thirsty to to jump into paid ads before actually understanding how to put together a good message, a good offer, and how to frame that message and offer in a way that makes sense for the customer to take action and then, you know, get them into their their marketing ecosystem.
0: So, do you think that people should focus and, okay, so do you think people should focus only, either only on content marketing or only on paid ads and it should go all out on only one of them or you think they should do both?
1: No, it's definitely not binary. It's actually you should do both because you use the organic yeah. phase as the testing ground to figure out what offers work yeah. best. Um, like I was speaking with a client this week, actually today, um, and she's generating, she's just generated four conversions this week. So not just leads, but l- literally paid conversions um, from organic marketing. And she's a she's a weapon uh, uh, gym owner. Like she's just, she would be in the upper echelon of owners out there. She's just very commercially smart. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not binary. You definitely need both, and preferably you want to have organic running so that you have a clarified message before you go into paid ads. Because, pardon me, everyone's doing paid ads, and a lot of it's not very good.
0: Do you what do you think okay and I'm going want to go into ads a little bit later cuz I, I think like my mind is literally all over content marketing right now um when you say when you say that content marketing is the testing ground could you go a little bit more into that
1: Yeah so um it's basically like with old school advertising they would run split tests so they would figure out what sort of angle is this product going to be best, you know, advertised and how are we actually going to get customers to take action and what is the best angle. So I guess what you're doing when you're doing, you know, a lot of people when they do organic content, they're just thinking they should post photos of their facility and talk about, um, you know, their cheap meals and, and, you know, this is a very fitness-centric um, content I'm talking about when really they should be testing their offers and what people are interested in. So the way you do that is you figure out what is the greatest pain and problem of my client and then you frame your content around the pain and problem and how you can solve it. So you essentially want to talk about someone's hell and then you want to talk about what the heaven is to that hell and how your process um, is different and how your process can help them. Because essentially people go to gyms to 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 have a problem solved, um, so if you can demonstrate that through your content, then you're winning.
0: I fucking love that, by the way. I think I've talked about and I post a lot about like marketing and things like that on my page, and that literally just speaks my mind. When you say when you say split test between offers and not just posting. Um, some random stuff that literally speaks my freaking mind. And I haven't even talked about it, I feel like, um, when I post, which is freaking crazy. You just gave me an idea. Um, I want to ask you, is there – and okay, so content marketing is super hard, super hard, because it it really kind of demotivates you. Um, And the only reason I say that is because you can go five months – posting daily and it going nowhere. Right? Like that is that is more than possible that it will just go nowhere and you get zero messages for the next five months. Now is there like a and I'm sure there isn't on my end but is there like a time period where you tell someone like, hey, you stay patient and just do it for the next seven months and I'm sure you'll get somewhere? Or is there some kind of method around that content marketing? How do you get people to actually see what you're trying to say?
1: I think with, with your question, you're saying like, when do you either pull the pin on what you're doing or, do you, or is it time to just, you've got to push through and keep, keep you, you know, um, pushing your message out there. I think that... First of all, it comes down to a bit of common sense and nuance in that, you know, you will know if at some point it's just not working and you've got to change, the, you've got to pull different levers and look at like what platform am I using, Is maybe YouTube's not the best platform. Um, like seriously, Facebook is the number one platform for any business right now. Like if you're a local business and you're not on Facebook, like that's just insane. Like don't try and do a YouTube channel. Don't try and do a, you know, Instagram can be good. Um, but I still feel as though for local, like Facebook is right up there. Um, Mm. and I think you should be like tracking how effective your reach is with your messages. So if you find that, um, and you know, this is where it's not a binary thing between ads and organic is that you can actually boost posts. Um and Boost posts actually is quite good because in marketing language you actually get a low CPM I found anyway when I've boosted posts, Like the cost per a thousand impressions when I boosted post is very low. Um and I've even this week two leads came in through Boost Post for me. Um uh, so you know you can if if you're finding that what you're doing is getting very little traction you need to, first of all, at least have been doing that messaging for I reckon about two months and then like if it's still not working up.
0: Sorry, sorry, one second. So, sorry, what, is, what do you do for two months?
1: I would test the message that you're trying to put out there for two months um,
0: uh, uh, okay.
1: and yep. if it's still not working, I'd just say do something different, change the message, t- change the platform. Um, yeah.
0: Change the platform?
1: Well, yeah, like there's so many different platforms that you can do marketing on, like, you know, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um,
0: Would you say, would you say, I'm sorry for cutting off, would you say if someone or if there is a business, for example, that tried Facebook for two months, would would you tell them to change the platform and not do Facebook anymore because it didn't work?
1: Well, think about this. If you're if you're trying to reach finance professionals and you've tried Facebook for two months and realised that there aren't finance professionals on Facebook, and LinkedIn is a better um, modality, then that's probably a wise decision. Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying it as like a hard and fast rule. I'm just saying that the platform is one of the levers that you can pull to figure out what yeah. what the problem is. Like if you're trying to reach you know, stockbrokers, they're not going to be there. These guys are on LinkedIn more than Facebook. So it's better that you try and reach them on LinkedIn than Facebook. If you're trying to reach a photographer and you're trying to reach a photographer on LinkedIn, you might find that there, you'd probably reach a photographer more on Instagram based on the, you know, you know the type of platform it is. So um, that's where changing platform would come in. But I would still say that Facebook would be number one and it's probably more you know messaging would probably be more relevant for most people because like to get your messaging right you've got to have the basics of copywriting you know as like you've got to know the basics of copywriting um
0: yeah Mm. i guess for me like there's one thing that works or that it has worked like there are people that i'm i kind of see their content and i'm like man i want to work with this person like it's not like i want to make money like when i see that business i'm like man i want to work with this business because i think it'll actually be really cool to have them as a client and what works the best in my opinion is messaging just like you said but a video message (laughs) and literally just saying hey and just explaining exactly what you actually want what you can help them with and what they can help you with as well so it's a two-way partnership kind of thing and have you like what do you think about that what do you think about video messaging is that something businesses should be doing as well or what are your thoughts on that
1: um yeah I suppose why not I think video like when you mean video messaging do you mean messaging in people's dms videos or do you mean a
0: video yeah Yeah, that's exactly right.
1: Well, you know, maybe for a market, like a social, like a SMMA, a social media marketing agency, that might be a good route to go down. Um, I would also make sure that there's context. So if you're just sending someone a video, like that's, I think that's too much. I think you've got to establish a bit of context and relevance before. And I I mean, that's the basics of prospecting as well. When you're prospecting, there's like a, a no like trust factor that your prospect has around you. So if you're just jumping in there, sending them a video, pitching your services, they're going to go, "I have zero idea who this person is." So, you know, you want to establish a little bit of rapport, understanding, context, and relevance before you do um, that sort of thing. But with that said, video is very powerful because people can connect mm-hmm. with you in a much deeper way than through text. So, if, like, if they hear your voice, they see your face. That's you're you're developing a lot more relationship through that than text. So to answer your question, it depends on the context, but generally speaking, video is exponentially more powerful than
0: words. Mm. And I always think that there's like a hundred times I've been like thinking to myself, like man, I can literally. And I feel like this would be so much easier to just open a barber shop and just market the shit out of it because I know exactly what to do to bring in business. And oh my goodness, man, it'd be so easy. Yeah, it probably (laughs) like I think. uh, Yeah,
1: like it probably would be,
0: bro. It would be crazy. Like I don't know. Like I, there's so many times before I sleep, I'm like, I just think to myself, like man, like I know, like I'm. I'm working with like um, re- like real estate businesses and things like that. And I just think to myself, what if I just open a small local business and just really hone in on that and grow the hell out of it? Um, so, like, do you, I guess, I guess the reason I'm, I want to bring, say that is because you're working with local businesses. What do you think is so. What's something that makes marketing a local business easier than a global business?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Well, the easiest thing is that mm. you've got a small audience, so um, it yeah. won't cost much money to reach them. Like a global audience, there's much more complication around, Oh, like exponentially more complicated, but with local businesses, you've got a small audience that you need to reach with a pretty simple and clear message, and that's not hard to do um yeah it's not hard to do at
0: all and it's kind of easier to read exactly who you're reaching as well right like you could for example um run out and let's just uh, i want to move into ads as well by the way because i think that's a super important topic to talk about um let's say you're running out an ad for 20 dollars a day for the first two weeks and spend around what 350 400 dollars um and Let's say you have ten thousand reach. It is so easy to just break down that exact that ten thousand and understand exactly who cares about your business. Um, is there a a tip that you would get that you would give for physical local businesses that are going to start running ads um, like a general kind of tip that you would give to everyone?
1: I mean. The best tip I could say is, you've like, if you can learn copywriting, then you can really understand how to do ads. Um, like, Facebook marketing is not, like, first of all, you've got to get your head around how to use the ads manager and the metrics involved, CPM, CTR, unique link click-throughs, you know, cost per result, relevant score, all that sort of stuff. But I think if you, mm-hmm. if you uh, know how to copyright well, you know how to write good copy, then that's you know, that's half the
0: battle. I was speaking to a a guy before that, um, does marketing as well. And he's doing freaking amazing for himself. Um, and he was saying that small cop. And for me, it's different. I do long copy all the time. And I, am really specific in the copy because I want to make sure I get the, I get a high quality, high quality leads, not high number of leads, which I think is a huge difference. Um, I heard that really small copy is going to reach more people than longer copy. Have you heard about that?
1: As in the cost per reach or cost per impression? Uh, Impression. Gee, that's pretty interesting. It makes sense though because, well, in a way it doesn't make sense because, you know, if someone's (laughs) going through the long copy, then the relevance score is probably going up. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that.
0: Yeah, me neither. I mean, me neither. I don't. I'm gonna test this soon and see what the hell is going on over here. But um, I don't know. I thought I'll bring it up and ask you. I wanna um, let me let me ask you this: when writing copy or thinking of an offer, and let's look at copy, and because I think that's actually super important. Is there something? Is there like a like a, a process that you would follow? Like, hey, do this and then this, and then this, and then that. Or like, what do you think about that? Is it like you call out your audience first, say the offer, call to action? Like, What do you think is the process behind running good copy in an ad?
1: Yeah, the number one thing you want to, well, I I use this as an overarching principle in any copy, is that you want to use the formula HLSBC, and H O S B C is headline, lead, story, bullet, close. So it could be, you know, I think you're in the real estate niche. It could be like, you know, uh, like actually, that I can't think of an example for that. I'm so in the fitness space. You, can,
0: could you get? No, it's fine. Could you give me the, the names again? So, it's a headline, headline,
1: lead, story, yep. bullet, close. Um, so that gives you a good framework to to, oh. to piece together your copy. So the headline obviously like only like 20% of people will read past the headline. Um, so, Mm -hmm. you know, with the headline, you want to make sure that it's, it's doing a few things. It's demonstrating the benefit of, of what you're talking about. It's calling out the relevant audience and it's also Mm -hmm. giving the person a reward or stating the reward for reading the rest of the body copy. So, Um, they're probably the, the three most important things. So it could be like, Hey ladies, here's three simple ways that you can lose weight while eating the food you love. Like that's a, that's a good headline because it's calling out who you, who your audience is. It's saying to the person that like within the next few sentences, you're going to learn three things about how to do the clear benefit, which is lose weight while eating the food you love. So it's giving a reward, it's, it's stating the clear benefit, and it's also calling out the audience.
0: Yeah, and it makes people stop from scrolling and really focus on what you're trying to say. I think that's the biggest thing because like if we kind of break this down, um the main thing that's going through people's heads when they're going just mindlessly on the train and they're going down through Facebook is what's the next funny thing or what's I need to watch a video or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. because I'm bored. And when you say the first line, that it makes you stop and read, I think that's super important. Um, I want to break these down actually because I think this is interesting. So you sp- spoke about the headline. What's the lead exactly?
1: So the lead is is um, is is the subheader. So it's almost where you sort of preface the rest of the body copy, or it could be it could be in addition to the headline. So the headline could be how to, like I said, hey ladies. Um, here's three simple ways that you can lose weight while eating the food you love. And then in the brackets, you mm-hmm. can say something like, um, you'll find point number three really interesting or like, so that's adding them like, Oh, like what is point number three? Or it could be like, um, and like, you know, we even have a recipe for one of the food, like, you know what I mean? Like it's sort of some mm-hmm. additional, it's sort of like an addition to the headline, and it also wants to lead into the story. So it could be another way um, you could f- frame the leaders, like, so, hey, ladies, here's a blah, 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 blah. Um, in, in the next few paragraphs, on a breakdown, blah, blah, like you're sort of giving an explanation as to what the body copy is. Um, but as a general rule, every line in, in the copy has to, has to entice the person to read the next slide. So you're constantly building anticipation the whole way through.
0: I love that. Thank you for that. So we spoke about the headline. The lead is something small to keep them interested and actually click uh, continue reading to kind of find out more exactly what the offer is. So I like that. Now the story, though so, so what does that mean exactly? Are you are you giving a story about the business or about the offer? Can you kind of explain that for me?
1: Well, it doesn't all like the story isn't isn't as um The story isn't as crucial, particularly for a short form copy, because um, it might not be like you obviously don't want to go through a long story when it's a, you know, it's not that it's not that relevant to the piece. Like you know, a story for the like the headline that I gave about the three food the three ways you can eat food while the food you love while losing weight um the story could be about hey like i'm amanda and i used to struggle a lot with my weight i had body image issues and i i just couldn't get my stuff together um and and that is important because what you're doing is you're making the, the prospect read your content in their own shoes so they're saying like they empathize with the fact that you've struggled with it um that they're, you know, that that's what the power of story is, is that you can empathise with people and they can see themselves through your own shoes, so...
0: So I like that as well. I like that as well. Um, what about bullets? So is that summarising more of the offer now, and kind of really getting into what your actual what you actually want from that person? Um, I'm guessing the bullet points is the selling part. Is well, it? in this
1: in this instance, the bullet bullets would be the three things that you um, you know the three things that you that you can do to lose weight while eating the food you love. But in in another circumstance, the bullets would be sort of breaking down the clear benefits of before you get to the close. So, like, it could be, it's, it's usually stating the benefits and features. So, um, this package will include blah, 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 you'll also get blah, 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 and you get blah, blah, blah. So, often it's a list of the benefits and features because what you're doing with the HOSBC method is that you're, first of all, the headlines getting attention, generated curiosity... The lead is amplifying that curiosity. The story is pulling their emotions and then the bullet is cl- is starting to – it's almost like tapering down their emotions and you're going into the logical part of the, the, the person where they're going, okay, so, so it covers this. Like when anyone's making a decision – and I'm going to give you some real value here. Like unbelievable value, man. You're going to love this. Um, any person – has three processes they go through. So the first process is the parent. It's called the PAC model, the parent-adult-child. The first process is the parent, which is where they're, um, you know, looking for proof, okay? So, like, that's why social proof is so important because they, they trust you because they've seen you've done it with someone else. Now, the second thing is the adult. The adult is the process, so they're figuring out how, it's going to happen like what's the process like when i sign up for this thing what's going to happen um how does it work and that's what you're doing in the bullets is you're you're demonstrating logically what what your package or offer or program or service entails so that people have specificity and specificity is another really key thing um and the child is the dream so the child is like the result the, the dream like you know How would you love to own your own dream home before the age of 20 or something? Um, That's the dream. But then it's like what you need to do is A, B, C, D. And we've done this with like 50 other first home buyers. Um, You've already covered within that what I just said then, the parent, the adult and the child. So the purpose of the bullets is to really bring a logical component to the process that your prospect is going through.
0: right you really kind of I guess you're really systematic with it the way the kind of the way I'm I write copies I just I just I look at my past results and I see what people care about and I I really look at the comments a lot especially on other people's ads and I really see what people hate and what people comment on what people like what people don't don't like what people um uh, gravit like what gravitates interest um and I really kind of a more i guess salesy with it um but more i emphasize a lot with the um with audiences as well because i guess people like no one wants to get sold you know like everyone that you like i get a message and i just think man this guy's trying to get something from me and i like i don't want to like reply so like I guess everyone has that feeling, especially when you scroll down and then the business page says "sponsored" right under it, and it just kind of gives you that feeling where it's, okay, someone's gonna try and sell me something. So the copy is just so freaking important. Um, let's just let's just go down the line. Okay, there's one more thing that you, I believe, you didn't mention the closing part, and that's super important. That's super important. Could you touch on that a little bit?
1: Well, the close is important because you want to do it a couple of things in the close. You want to use a price anchor or some sort of hook. So, and you also want to add urgency and scarcity. So, you're doing a price anchor, a hook, urgency, and scarcity all at once. So, and the way you do this can be dialed up and down depending on how hard you want to sell whatever you're whatever you're doing. Um, and the, the reality is, with with it, you're actually like everything is is selling. You are trying to sell something. Um, and the way you throttle how hard you go in, in the copy is at what, what sort of reference point your prospect is. Like, do they know a lot about you or are they pretty unaware of, of where you are sitting in the marketplace? But the close is basically you're saying, hey, so today only you can get five passes to our facility. Um, when you sign up today, we can give you 50% off X. That That is a simple close. And then you also want to have on top of the urgency scarcity price anchor and hook you also want to have a call to action so you're just saying like click the learn more below um Mm. and you know blah 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 blah. so that's how i would frame and you know what like i agree with what you're saying with your copy like you don't have to be too systematic with it but i think when you're starting you need to you need to be pretty Mm. systemized because um like you just do like, because you're probably not going to understand what you're trying to do with the copy. So, if you've got a system to follow, then it's a lot easier to to do that.
0: Yeah, and then without, like, honestly, without systems, it's you don't know when people are um, losing interest um, in your ad. Like, if you if you just go to, let's say, you're a business and you're on your own ads. There's a, I'm sure there's freaking hundreds of people that do that. Do that. Um, if you literally just get one ad screenshot it and send it to a marketer and say hey what do you think about the coffee copy you're gonna get so much um, so much help because there's so many things that I think everyone should look out for that they're not doing themselves um, and I think I think the first line is probably one of the most important things for me like if you live for example in Werribee and you and your first line is hey Werribee. You think there's something special coming up and you're gonna click continue reading because you wanna know what you can get. Now tell me one of the best offers that you think brings out the most the most results in the gyms. I was gonna go into a little um, rant about something else, but I honestly I kinda of value your time and thank you so much for like literally coming on today. So I wanna kinda of keep this, keep this about you. Um, what is one offer that you think brings the most results in gyms?
1: Yeah, so the, so the best offer is is like I'll talk about the boxing gym is where they said you start up and get your first three sessions for free, including free boxing gloves for a twelve week program. I mean, having some sort of offer like that is just has worked really well.
0: Love that. Is that. It... Do you think things that are free work? There's a lot of offers that they give free things, but the thing is the lead quality that you're attracting, I believe, is a little bit less than paid offers. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, But then, like, it depends, um, like, on, on a lot of different factors. Like, if it's too low barrier, then... And it also depends on the modality of the the, the, the product. So, is it like a um, a high ticket coaching program, or is it a you know like a pretty low, like a low cost thing? It really depends on what you're selling as well. So, um, but generally, as a rule, the more free the product is, the more dodgy leads you're going to accumulate.
0: Yeah. Our last question on here, and I think this is. The honestly the most important thing in running out ads and that's the sales process. I think the follow up process is honestly a sales process not there, just that's it. Like it's just not gonna work. Yeah. And I've had so many campaigns that literally did not work because of this. Yeah. What is the sales process and how long do you think people should follow up when the lead comes through? And what's your exact sales process?
1: Uh, well, We use a a, a bunch of different softwares for that to automate a lot of it. Um, But as a general rule, we recommend eight touch points at least um, Mm. because the the reality is you're not going to get in contact with them straight away. um, And the quicker you are to get in contact with the lead, the more likely they are to convert. So we had a gym where where this guy didn't want to have a conversion process in in place, we sent him three leads a day for about $2 each. So, you know, he, uh, he ended up getting 100 leads in the first month and he only got two conversions because he didn't want to have a conversion process in place. So, you know, there's literally no point running ads if you're not going to have a conversion process in place because... You know, if you have too many leads and you don't have a system, you're just going to lose them. Um, and if you even have like a small, enough, small number of leads and you don't have a good follow up process, you're just going to be wasting money. So, like the follow up process, really, like, is really key. You're right.
0: It's as important, if not more important, to be honest. I want to um, ask you, Henry. Let's say I'm a business owner, like I'm. I run a gym, for example. I want to work with you. Like what's your business name by the way and what's the best way to get in touch with you and what's the process to start working with you?
1: Yeah, cool. Um, well the best way to contact me is actually just my Facebook profile. So it's, if you just search Henry Fortunato, um, Mm -hmm. that would probably be the best way or you could search for the business name Vital Gym Growth on Facebook. You'll find it because we're pretty heavy on Facebook. Um, and the process, I mean, would need to know whether you're qualified to work with us because we only work with a certain type of gym owner um, and that is dependent on a few different prerequisites um, to make, you know, to make sure that we can actually ensure that you get results. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just chatting and we'll, we'll go from there.
0: I love that. What are the – can you give me one prerequisite?
1: Uh, well – I mean it. It really depends on. I mean, there's not really any hard and fast prerequisite. It's more more about good fit. Like there's a few mm-hmm. different factors that go into that, um, and it really is hard for me to say there's a hard like there are some prerequisites, but I don't want to limit anyone from potentially having a conversation yeah. because it's not so much the 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 hard and fast prerequisites as it is being a good fit.
0: I love that. Last question, last question. I'm not going to let you go. I'm literally holding on to you right now. I'm not even letting you go. <laughs> um, so can you tell me exactly what you do by the way so do you run the ads for them do you do a lot of consultation around general marketing and content marketing and help out with the sales what what exactly do you do in the in your package and in that partnership you have with the gyms
1: So we do three things. We would help them set up a client acquisition system so they get leads coming in, so a lead generation system. We then make sure that they have a sales conversion process so that they can convert up to, you know, an even more like 50 to 80% of of the leads that come in. And then we have a back-end process to make sure that the leads stay so that you're improving lifetime value, return on investment on ad spend. Um, And they're the three pillars, which is acquisition, conversion, and retention. Um, And we we look at where a gym's at, and it's not a one-size-fits-all. We do have, like, the way we deliver it is through coaching and through modules, like you go through a platform with with modules on it. Um, But by the end of it, you'll have the requisite skill to be able to generate clients at will, be able to scale your gym and potentially expand open a a new facility or, um, you know, just run it profitably.
0: so simply said i want to say thank you so much henry like it's crazy because like you don't really know me and like i kind of don't know you either but i still like i messaged you i said hey can you come on and you said absolutely which is amazing um thank you so much for taking the time um and actually getting on here it honestly means so much to me man
1: yeah no it's been great <laughs> i appreciate it
0: beautiful Love that. Thank you so much everyone for listening. That's episode number eight. That's crazy. We're going to get to 10 numbers uh, very, very soon. That might be a live episode. That's going to be freaking ridiculous. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone's having the most beautiful day of your freaking life and I'll see you in episode number nine. Thank you everyone.